What? Hey everyone, welcome. Revelations in the news today, Thursday, March 16th, 2023. I hate to say it, but of course I was right again. And I got some corroboration from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. A few days ago on the Jimmy Dore show, he let the cat out of the bag. And as I previously stated, gain of function, gain of function research is bioweapons research. And it's illegal. But Anthony Fauci was conducting this research since 2002. So just because they don't put it in a missile doesn't mean it's not a bioweapon. And so quite a few people are surprised by that. And right on cue, in an apparently staged event, Dr. Fauci rescued not one, but two women at the gridiron dinner a few days ago. Because, of course, a hero like this could never have conducted bioweapons research that could end life on the planet. Or could he? So don't forget to engage the channel. Uh, Hit me up with a comment. uh, Like. Follow. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Or check me out on social media. Twitter, Facebook. Get our minds. Truth Social. So let's um, let's get into the news. All right. So we're gonna start out with um, with this tweet. We're gonna start out with this tweet um, from uh, Kane Koa from Substack, where he tweets Robert F- uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. tells Jimmy Dore that Anthony Fauci has been in charge of developing bioweapons for the Pentagon since 2002. And in 2014, three viruses escaped from U.S. labs. So he moved his bioweapons research to the Wuhan lab. And what else did he write here? Um, They took money... They took money that Cheney gave them from the Patriot Act, $2.2 billion, and they funneled it through NIH... This is quoting from his Substack, I believe, and it all went through Anthony Fauci. So beginning in 2002, Anthony Fauci got a 68% raise from the Pentagon for doing bioweapons development, and he got a raise of billions of dollars a year, and then he started doing all this gain of function. And as I stated out previously in 2012 is when they brought CRISPR into the mix, um, which sped up the 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 gain of function research um dramatically and that's why they started with the moratoriums because it became so contagious that they were worried and apparently it did 
there was an escape. So in 2014, three of those bugs escaped in a high-profile escapes from different labs in the U.S. Congress, held hearings on it, everybody was angry, and 300 top scientists sent letters to Obama saying you got to shut down Fauci because he's going to create a pandemic. And that's when the moratorium, so Obama ordered a moratorium. It was actually those 300 top scientists that requested the moratorium, whether Obama ordered it or not. And at that time, Fauci had 18 different gain of function experiments he was doing around the US. He instead moved his stuff offshore to Wuhan and other places to the Ukraine as well where he could do it out of sight and these 300 scientists and nosy White House officials who were trying to shut him down. And he continued to do it with the same people who was funding here, Ralph Barrick and Peter Daszak, more Peter Daszak than Ralph Barrick. Uh, and they moved their operation to the Wuhan lab. One of those places, of course, which we've talked about often is uh, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. So this is the, basically his substack just reiterates, um, Kane Koa's substack just reiterates with uh, JPEG here of some uh, expansion of the biological weapons statute. Whoever knowingly possesses any biological agent, toxin, or delivery system of a type or in a quantity that under the circumstances is not reasonably justified by uh, prophylactic, protective, bona fide research, or other peaceful purposes. Oh, this is a, a piece of the Biological Weapons Treaty. Less than two months after the Patriot Act was signed and authorization use, Congress passes funding increases on December 20, 2001-107. Congress gave final approval to $23.6 billion of funding in fiscal the year 2002 for the National Institutes of Health. This healthy increase of $3.2 billion over the fiscal year of 2001 is on track to fulfill the pari-parisan goal of doubling the NIH budget between 1998 and 2003. Every institute at NIH received an increase greater than 12%, and several did even better. Blah, 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 blah. So it was just like the same thing with 9-11, that it, it got us on a war footing. Uh, it immediately uh, seemed to justify expanding bioweapons research for a cure, of course, because we were worried that terrorists would get hold of biological weapons. And so that's always um, uh, the qualifier is we're doing the research in case someone bad gets a pathogen that will be ready for it. Um, because realistically, as we talked about zoonotic transmission and zoonosis, it's very unlikely, and, and they put this out there since AIDS, is that a monkey virus, a guy had sex with a monkey in, in the jungle and then he got AIDS. Um, it's very unlikely that animal-specific illnesses jump to humans. That zoonotic or, or humanized transmission just doesn't happen. I'm not saying it can't happen, but it's just very, very unlikely. So this is from People Magazine. Dr. Fauci comes to the rescue after two women fall at Gridiron Dinner in Washington, D.C. So speechwriter Chandler Dean documented one uh, moment via Twitter and said he and a colleague, writer Sarah Gruen, may be 10 feet away from a woman when she collapsed, hit her head on a table, and was laying on the floor without moving. People gathered and tried to help, including a candid snap of Anthony Fauci. All contrived. 
I mean, because it happens at the same time that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. happens to drop a bomb that's saying, oh yeah, all this research, gain-of-function research that they were doing was actually bioweapons research, which I set, mentioned last week, which I knew all along. We knew it even back when they were doing gain-of-function research back in 2012, 2010, 2013, when all the stories were coming out. Uh, people were aghast at they were developing more deadly and virulent versions of the bird flu and everybody was like oh my god this is this is insane why would they do such a thing oh it's just in case there's a pandemic we'll be ready well were we ready for covid some will argue not um but that's not the reason the reason is the gain of function research is for bio weapons and so then there's some debate whether or not the coronavirus was released intentionally um, for a variety of different reasons. Like I said, even the SVB uh, collapse, the bank collapse, okay? It's not done. Nothing is constructed. Nothing is orchestrated for one specific purpose. If they're going to go ahead with an operation, it has several vectors of benefit. So moving on to some other news, Goldman boosts U.S. recession odds after slashing GDP forecast. Goldman Sachs is becoming more pessimistic about the economy. Uh, well, I hate to break it to you, Brian Zazi, executive editor of, I guess this is from Bloomberg, Yahoo Finance. Um, we're already in a recession. By the technical term, they changed the definition of recession. So we're technically we're not in a recession, but we are in a recession. So I think they're talking about a depression. So gird your loins. It looks like we might, that since it was an orchestrated collapse of, of one or two uh, specific uh, crypto-aligned banks, that um, I think the actual target was Signature Bank, but I don't want to digress too much into that. But it, it looks like, this since this was an orchestrated takedown uh, or nationalization of a couple banks that it's not a contagion and it's not spreading so i think people could start to relax because the markets just opened so we'll have to see so don't mark my word yet um we'll have to see what the market does today so from bloomberg u.s demands tiktok's chinese owners sell stakes or face ban i think they just ban it anyway um, the U.S. has told TikTok owners in China to sell their shares or risk a ban of the popular video sharing app. People familiar with the matter said a major escalation of the long-running standoff of privacy concerns around Chinese control of its data and algorithm. It's just, as I constantly say, we're inundated with Chinese espionage, and this is just one vector. I mean, knowing the Chinese, they'll find themselves, they'll find a way around this uh, kerfuffle, this obstacle where they will still be able to operate TikTok in the U.S. as a propaganda tool and as a surveillance tool um, by accommodating the U.S. in some fashion, but they're not going to give up. They, they never do. They'll find their way around. And this is from Mediaite. If you didn't know, I think this is from last week. Well, it was published yesterday. Charlie Kirk's UC Davis event disrupted by protesters smashing through windows in front of cops leading to arrests a turning point usa event with founder charlie kirk at university of california davis plunged into chaos on tuesday night when protesters including black clad antifa members clashed outside the venue in a fracas that resulted in two arrests 
Kirk appearance at the campus was already causing anxiety before the event. In an opinion piece for the Sacramento Bee published the morning of the event, Bee opinion assistant Hannah Holzer called Kirk a fascist and claimed he called for lynching of trans people, an allegation Kirk has denied. The piece was corrected and removed uh, to remove the claim about lynching in the description of Kirk as a fascist after blowback. A tweet from the B, which said Charlie Kirk has called for the lynching of trans people, a comment that should warrant cancellation of his speaking engagement at UC Davis, was deleted. The B has updated its piece and editor note an earlier version of this column included a reference to trans people that Charlie Kirk has strongly denied. His denial has been added to the column. UC Davis Chancellor uh, clarifying a chapter of the university had the right to invite speakers on a campus, but said UC Davis stands for a transgender nine binary Aggies in opposition to this hateful and divisive message. What hateful and divisive message? There's still no proof that he said anything like that. And to be honest with you, who cares? You see, it's great. You're standing up for 0.01% of the population. They're not under discrimination. Um, you need to point to one or, or point to a few lynchings of trans people or any violence towards trans people. Most of the violence towards trans people um, are against trans people who happen to be homeless and that are perpetrated by other homeless people. So maybe you should um, go into the homeless populations and school them on how they shouldn't hate trans people. Because it, it, for normal Americans, you could do whatever the hell you want to do. People don't care. Just don't tell me to do it or don't tell my kids to do it. And that's where it's, <laughs> it's progressed from, you know, you can do it and nobody cares if you do it to we want to tell your children it's okay to do it. See, that doesn't work with people. Don't tell me I have to accept it and don't tell me uh, that my kids have to accept it. That's the line there. People don't care. It's like, oh, because I don't accept it in my belief system, then I need to be targeted. What I believe should be none of your concern. It's none of, it's none of my concern what you believe. If you believe you're a woman, go to, go to town and address. So for the Washington Post, why does flying seem so terrible right now? And I just have to answer it with the next story from the New York Post. Train carrying hazardous materials derails in northwestern Arizona. Um, it, it's a variety of different things. Um, this is a, a, a vector in transportation chaos and basically what it is is as Pete Buttigieg uh doesn't have any expertise in the field and doesn't really work um he's just there as a figurehead um so there's no re real leadership there um the second one is COVID and the vaccine is they forced well-meaning well-intentioned well-skilled workers out of important jobs because of the vaccine mandate and two is the DEI diversity allocation um, for the same reason, is they're forcing out well-intentioned, well-skilled people to put in lesser-skilled people. I'm not saying that uh, people of color or whomever can't be as skilled as, 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 as white people, okay? But the, it's like hockey. You're not gonna get a, a, a big pool to choose from 
because they're not a people. A lot of people of in of color that skate or or that are in hockey. I'm not saying that a black person can be good at hockey. Of course they can. They can be good at anything they set their mind to. But there's just not there's not a lot of attraction there. It's the same thing with engineering. You're saying the the engineering department of a city has to be 15 percent or 18 percent African American to reflect. Um, you know, to reflect the community, but just the pool of uh, engineer, uh, civil engineers um, isn't 15% uh, African-American. It's just, so to, to equalize it out, um, to make it equitable or diverse or whatever, instead of a- adding perhaps um, like affirmative action, you want to add token uh, to make it more diverse, but if you start trying to make it more representative of the community at large, you have to look at the greater community of civil engineers. Okay, how many civil engineers who, who graduated the, the top 25% of their class, how many of those people are people of color? Um, and so that's going to kind of give you, um, you know, the breakdown of what it should be. You can't just force people into... So in any case, um, apparently, and this is happening in the FAA... Because uh, it's it's federally federally regulated in the sense that Joe Biden administration is pushing this, and so you're having people that might not be as good as you could get for a variety of different reasons. So, I think excellence is more important, especially in terms of safety. Uh, excellence is more important than diversity, and that's the problem. If, if you're striving for both. I could go along with that, but you can't put diversity over excellence. <laughs> yes, you can. And what do you end up with? Mediocrity. And in a, in a, uh, in a safety industry, uh, mediocrity doesn't um, feed the admiral's cat, so to speak. So last story up here from Media Axios reporter fired after response to press release about DeSantis education event. So this is where we're getting into the media it, where there's a, there's a big problem and we saw it with the Sacramento Bee reporter uh, engaged in activism. And so when I was in media or when I was going into media, uh, objectivism, which is, you can't be objective. Objectivism was something to strive for because you had to be um, detached um, from, it, it was like if you're investigate, if you're a police investigator, law enforcement investigator, and you have an emotional attachment to a crime you're investigating, they remove you from the case or a judge from a case that he might be involved in on a personal level. It was the same thing as a reporter. It's like you can't be emotionally attached to the friggin' story. You write the facts, and obviously if it's an emotional story, you want that to come out. If, if people were burned out of their house or, or whatever, and it's very sad because, you know, if they have three children who are have disability or whatever. Um, it could be very emotional. It's not that you can't write emotional stories, but you yourself can't be emotional. You can't let your emotions get into the story. And when I left journalism not too long ago, they were already pushing activist journalism, that you were supposed to foment change in what you were doing. And then they were hiring all these people that were emotionally attached to um, progressive causes. Um, So all the things they say about the media is true is that um, they're hiring people who have a certain uh, disposition 
and then they foster that disposition and get them to write stories in such a way that reflect their political viewpoint or whatever. And so this Axios reporter was fired after tweeting out that this is propaganda, not a press release, after he received a press release about uh, the Department of Education in Florida exposing the diversity, equity, and inclusion scam in higher education, and he said this is propaganda. So obviously this reporter believes in diversity, equity, and inclusion, and equity is just a, a communist term for redistribution. It's equality of outcome, which is not something you can you can meaningfully, without being authoritarian, where you can meaningfully guarantee. Um, it, besides, it was all about equal rights. You know, when we were growing up, equality was equality under the law. It wasn't making people equal. That's communist or socialist. It's equality under the law. So when the government deals with you, it doesn't matter if you have a million dollars or donated to campaigns or whatever, or if you have two dollars, you should be dealt with in the same manner. And that's the whole point behind public defenders and all these other things. But that's not good enough. You know, now the downtrodden have to be lifted up. It's like, you live in a big house and a nice car, you worked hard for it, but so should the homeless guy have a car and a house just as nice as you, even though they didn't work for it because of some historical bias against homeless people or African-Americans. And I could go into for a long time, I could go into uh, a long diatribe about how African-Americans and people of color have been discriminated against uh, economically and financially. And some of it is on their own accord um, and, and some of it isn't. Um, but the reality is, is that um, certain demographic groups uh, have been treated unfairly. And obviously people without money uh, are treated unfairly. And that's that's the real problem is that people that donate don't donate to political campaigns or don't have economic power are treated unfairly uh, compared to people with money, and they shouldn't be. And so, if you're in an economic hole or if a community like African American communities in the inner city are an economic uh, disadvantaged, economically disadvantaged, it's hard to get out of that hole. And that's why enterprise zones or what Ronald Reagan originally did with you're diverting some of the money um, into inner cities, but uh, you know, enterprise zones, all those things that get money into disadvantaged communities is the best way to do it, and it worked under Trump. Um, and of course, you know, there shouldn't be racism and people shouldn't be excluded from the hiring process because of their color. Um, or, you know, excluded from living in certain areas or whatever. Because um, I don't care who my neighbor is or my, my co-worker. I don't, as long as they can do a good job, I don't care what they look like. And you shouldn't. It goes back to the MLK thing. It's the content of your character. Because I only look at people too. They're either good people or bad people. And I mean evil. So you're either strive to be righteous or you don't. 
an apathy is just as bad. It, being apathetic is just as evil as being um, uh, intently vindictive. All right, so for me, Rudy's Revelation. Friday is just around the corner. So I'm going to give a another cigar and scotch review tomorrow. All right, see ya.